Good evening, ladies and gents. It is episode 15 of the Fanzone podcast. Thanks for joining us, as always. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend. Uh, joining myself this evening, we've obviously got Colin and Ange. As usual, they are with us tonight for, th- for this evening's episode. And before we get started, just wanted to drop you all a reminder that you can now catch the latest episodes of the Fan Zone podcast over on Spotify. So if you can't make it for a live show or can only listen for half an hour, then you can start your week right tomorrow with the latest episode available at the click of a button. All you've got to do is head over to Spotify and search for the Fan Zone podcast. You'll be able to follow us and download all the episodes uh, the day after they are live. Whatever platform you're watching on, make sure you drop a like on the episode. Uh, so whether you're on YouTube or Twitter, drop a like. It really does help us out. Uh, and to all those of you who are following us over on our socials, we really do appreciate it. In today's episode, we've got plenty to bring you today. As always, you'll have our post-match reactions, our thoughts on some new faces in the squad, some special announcements to look forward to, and plenty more. So, without further ado, let's get stuck into episode 15. As always, we'll start with our post-match reactions. Uh, And if you are watching it live at home, then of course you can share your thoughts along with us and we'll discuss them as we go. But Colin, we'll head to you first. What did you make of yesterday's game? Pretty sure it's me every week, which I don't mind. But we do have a, <laughs> I like it that it's you. We do have a lady in the room, do you know what I mean? And it should be ladies first, isn't it? You know, we can always swap it <laughs> Go on, Ange, what did you make of yesterday's game? I mean, I love it that we've already got comments. Like, oh, the frustration, the absolute frustration of playing a team that come to sit and not play football and time waste and take 20 minutes for a throw in and roll around on the floor. Honest to God, um, we weren't at it at all yesterday. We were completely off it, but we weren't allowed to play where they didn't let us play. So if anything, and I think their manager seemed quite happy with their performance. So God knows what they've been watching for the the rest of the season. Absolutely fuming if I paid money to travel that far and watch that abysmal performance from Cheltenham. Um, yeah, I just I thought everyone was a little bit off it, but I just that that was that was a match that we previously would not have got three points from though. So for me, it's, it's an improvement again. And I don't even know what else to say. I'm, I was. I don't know whether I'm more fuming at the way Cheltenham played or at Connor Bradley getting that yellow card. Because what? So their number three should have been sent off, if that's the case. Because I knew he was taking every corner. Why did he not know he was taking every corner? It took him 10 minutes to get to the corner every time. Um. Yeah, sorry. I'm just going to I'm just gonna rant. So it's probably better to move on to Colin. Because I'm just going to keep on ranting about how rubbish they were. Yeah, it was a frustrating watch, I'm sure uh, everyone in the comments would agree. Um, Carl, what did you make of it yesterday? I think we I think we need to give credit to, to Cheltenham. I think it's all I think it's easy for us to sit around and say, Oh, I'd, I'd be frustrated if I had to pay to watch that and <clears throat> it's you know, it's it's, it's poor football. Not, not to the about right to be fair, but it's poor you know, to rock up and, and, and waste time from, you know, the fifth minute and all that. But 
at the end of the day, I think we might have said it a few weeks ago. I can't remember the game the team we played like, but that's that's what they that that's all they've got at their disposal, isn't it? The the, the you know that's that's one of the main art. That's one of the main things in their armory, isn't it? Really, to to utilize that rule or lack of rules when it comes to um, time wasted in gamesmanship and the dark arts, as as it's known when Diego Simeone is. Athletic Madrid teams getting involved. Um, so, I, you know, I've been to many a, a elite club over the years and we did it to them. You know, JJ used to bend down and juggle the ball behind his neck and all that type of stuff to waste valuable seconds. And it's it's the only similar type of thing, really. Um, I think it just, the game itself and the result itself just highlighted again to me the, the mental strength of the side and the team that we've got at our disposal. Um, it's, it's, it's really good to see because it, it's, again, it's a game last season that, you know, Everett, I'm sure will probably say, and I'm sure he's even said it already that we'd have probably lost that or certainly wouldn't have got a result or a win. Um, so that's exactly why we are where we are. And we we're only eight points away from the automatic places, which is, in my eyes, a very important thing. I'm not bothered about games in hand, other teams have goal difference and all that bollocks. We're eight, we're eight points away from, from second second and place nearly. What is it? Is it how many points away from first? Is it what you mean? I think it's the same. I think it's the same. I think they're they're both tied, but I think Plymouth. I'm, I'm not by by, by any stretch of imagination we're saying that we're gonna finish in the top two, but my point is is we're, we're within touching distance and we're in touching different this this the, we're in touching distance because of the attitude and the, the ability we have to be able to grind out wins. So yeah. indeed, indeed. Uh it's, it's a credit to the progress that I think we've made that teams, you know, are, are coming to our place, not even thinking they're gonna snatch a result and just trying to defend. Uh I think Everett said um there was one team trying to win it and one team just trying to not lose, um, which was a, a pretty good reflection. But good evening to you all. Good evening, Chris, Brandon, Danny, David, Malk, Keith, all of you that are, that are tuned in. We do appreciate you being here. Um, we've got some comments that we will quickly run through. There is an awful lot this evening. Um, <laughs> for my own sake, I hope it doesn't carry on like this because I won't be able to keep up. There was a good um, comment there, actually, I liked, from, which I agree with, was from Liam about Alfie Murney's rescuing from that manager and that team. And I agree because he's a cracking little player, isn't he? He is indeed. I think I saw Chris put something similar to that on Twitter. Um, that being a really technical player uh, in that sort of side must be really frustrating at oh. times, uh, which you can only imagine. Uh, Brandon has said hello. Just wanted to get it off my chest. Cheltenham Town should be removed from the EFL immediately, which is <laughs> fair enough. Um, I don't think there'd be many complaints. Yeah, uh, you know, in, in in their own little way, they actually played. They, they played it about all right when they got when they got in, in behind us and you know yeah. played it through the lines they, they actually knocked it about all right to be to be fair to them um, they executed their game plan very well yeah, it just yeah, wasn't a very exciting game plan to watch no. um keith has said while well, i was frustrated by the opposition i thought we looked weary surprised by that as expected at charlton after a tough midweek game a few days before mm. Good point. Very good point indeed. Um, and Danny has said, despite their ludicrous time wasting, I actually thought Cheltenham defended resolutely and limited our chances well. Didn't get the victory though, um, mm. more or less mirroring what you said there, Colin. Mm. Um, 
I think that's just about everything. Uh, Danny said, time racing is bad on one hand, but exploiting the head injury rule just takes the biscuit, which is mm. something we will touch on a little bit later. Uh, we've got some some thoughts on that that I'm sure will we'll divide opinion uh, and you can all join in with us there. Just moving on, away from the sort of initial outlook of the match, uh, there was one familiar new face, um, is one way to put it, in Declan John. Obviously, seemingly reclaiming his spot in the team um, after an impressive display at Charlton for 45 minutes. He came uh, and was was back in the side, seemingly after putting whatever troubles it was to bed with, with Ever um, and putting those behind them. So, Ange, what did you think of Declan's John, Declan John's return to the side? Um, split opinion, I think, on this one. Uh, let us know what you think at home, but, but Ange, we'll go to you first. Um, oh, oh, can I hear that? You're gonna have to mute whatever other device you're using, Andrew. I reckon. Yeah, is that better? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was just a different, a completely different game, wasn't it? To Charlton, I don't want to slate the lad because he's he's had a lot of. Not even in the squad, let alone on the bench. So he's not quite as match out, but he's just completely different from how he was at Charlton. Um, I felt he was kind of poor defensively, but then it, I don't think he was particularly amazing going forward. I just don't think the game suited him. There was a couple of him that the get that that the game didn't suit. Um, I, I, I'm just a bit concerned about those wing back positions at the minute now. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm not in the business of slating players. Um, I just don't think that was his. Certainly, he didn't shine like he did a little bit when the cameras were on him at Charlton. I'll leave it there. Colin. Yeah. Um. I think with Declan yesterday, it was. You, I think you might have touched upon yourself, Ben. I think on on Twitter yesterday. I think it was. It was so much as the way that. Cheltenham set up in comparison to the way Charlton set up. Um, I think Declan John is a better fullback when the opposition come at us because it leaves space in behind. And essentially, that then gives him the um, opportunities to be the fullback he is. He's an offensive fullback and is a very good fullback going forward. Um, the way Charlton set up yesterday were obviously completely different to the way Charlton did. Um, so I think that 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 wasn't um, that wasn't ideal for him. But also I think that he, he, we we had a right sided centre half slash right back slash right winger back playing left sided centre half with him in uh, Gethin Jones, and I think in first to Geth, I think Geth actually played all right yesterday under them. Um, under them circumstances, but it he didn't give because probably because he was trying to focus on his own game as much as anything else. He didn't give that protection to Deck, and I think Declan struggled defensively. Uh, being I think he got caught out of position a couple of times. Um, so a couple of th- couple of reasons that I think why he didn't go according to plan yesterday for for Declan John, um, and, and as well the fact that he hasn't played a great deal of football over the last few months, which will help the, the the situation for him. Um, but I, personally, I mean, I don't know whether or not we've, it's part of our agenda this to speak about it, but 
for me, I think he still plays next week against Peterborough for me because they'll, 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 they'll expect their, their fans will expect Peterborough to, to at least get, go at us a little bit, um, which should obviously help him, I think. That's my yep. two <laughs> It may well be the case. I think the last time we played uh, Peterborough at home, it was a bit of a, a nothing game. Um, I think the main duel really came through the middle of the park with Santos and... and is it Clark Harris? Clark Harris, yeah, that's the one. Um, that was a really interesting uh, display that played out throughout the course of the 90. Um, but we will touch on that uh, in just a second. Dan has popped a comment on and said, clearly lacking in match fitness, but it'll come. Big improvement down the left and what we have been missing, um, which is a good point. Leon, uh, he's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Good to see him back managed differently for his occasional meltdowns um fair enough uh brandon has said we all know what we get with deck can't defend but going forward he makes a difference when he goes down and whips in balls we always look dangerous but had a bit of a stinker yesterday i think he i think he started well though didn't he for you know the first i think first 10 15 minutes he, he looked all right but the game as the game went on i, I just think he kind of dwindled a bit didn't he to be honest yeah, well, he started, uh, and that might be just be that sharpness. Mm. Um, it might be a case of you know that's his full ninety since I think the back end of October. Um, okay. So it's a, a long while to be out out of football. Um, Danny has said Geth was given some unfair criticism yesterday. He won everything in the air and had zero help from Declan John, which I thought was a good point. I thought airily Geth actually really impressed me. Um, he looked strong in the air and and I thought despite playing in a, a position that he's not natural with. He's been chucked around in quite a lot of positions uh, under Everett, and I thought he managed that quite well. Um, and another good point um, from Brandon. Sorry, uh, no worries, he said, if the excuse Williams need game time, then DJ should be the same, um, which is a good point, and vice versa. You know, if one player needs game time, I think, you know, you can apply that to both of them since as they've, they've not been out it in a in first team football for quite some time um one player that did impress me actually uh was santos i thought he was back to his very best again yesterday uh he won lots of jewels uh and was very ever present in that back line that we know he's capable of which i'm sure will be music to someone's ears Colin. Um, <laughs> but yeah just wanted to touch there you know i thought he was really impressive um play yesterday <laughs> um moving swiftly on uh we did run a poll over on twitter um and that was should declan john start against peterborough uh this saturday and i will share the results of that with you all uh if i can just share my screen like this there you go there are the results so should Declan john start against peterborough united uh, 75% of you, give or take, said yes, and 25% of you said no. Uh, so a pretty one-sided um, thoughts on that. Is that because we've not got anyone else to play there? Quite possibly. Uh, I'd be <laughs> to know what you think of that. Colin, what do you think? Do you think you should go in uh, and start against Peterborough, or would you be looking at other options in perhaps... George Johnston should he be miraculously fit so soon or Randall Williams? Um, like I said before, I think 
Declan starts against Peterborough because <clears throat> they're obviously well, it's only Peterborough, but they, they they were in the championship last season. I think there'll be an element of expectation from their from their fans for them to to go at us um, a little bit, especially obviously being the home team and and, and they need to um, look to close that gap to Barnes, don't they, for that sixth spot? Um, so and in Declan John's always more um, beneficial as a fullback when he's got a bit of space in behind. Um, so yeah, he starts for me. Um, but like you've just like Anne just said, we haven't really got a great deal of other options, have we? Um, Randall I'm pretty Williams. sure. I'm pretty sure Randall's got a slight niggle, hasn't he? Hamstring, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I think Everett said in his post match that he should be available for Saturday. Um, okay. Should he need to be? But but he can yeah. play on the right as well, can he, Randall? He can indeed, which is yeah. another point that I'll touch on after this. Um. Obviously, Bradley picked up a suspension um, following his laughable booking for time-wasting um, and will obviously miss, I think, the next two games. And so we've been presented with a little bit of a problem in who plays on both the left and the right. Um, would you play Geth over on the right and possibly bring in new signing Luke and Bete? Um, or do you play Randall Williams on the right? There's an abundance of options. Um, abundance, Collins, that's a bit, that's a bit well, yeah, right. perhaps not an abundance. Um, there's a couple. A couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a couple. You've also uh, got Isgrove, I think, who is also back in the mix. Yeah, Isgrove's not played as, as enough to, to be thrown in. Um, the, it's simple for me. The lad who we've got from City has been on a lot of other field starts, left side, centre half, and Skethin Jones plays right wing back. Declan John, left wing back. Um, um, what's your back no, line? No. Sorry, go on. No, yeah, no, I was going to say, actually, I think I, I that was my, what I was thinking as well, Colin. I just, oh, it's not, we... it's not, it's not a great, we're not in a great situation there. I'm less worried about. MK coming to us, but that Peterborough match worries me about with our options. Connor needs a yeah. rest. Connor's knackered. Connor's Connor <laughs> could do with a rest. So yeah, so, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's probably. Hopefully, it's gonna. He's gonna come back out. I don't know, cylinders because the, the lads absolutely ran himself ragged any for us. But yeah, no, I think I agree with Colin's choice of formation there. I only say that because obviously the the other who's been on loan from Huddersfield from City, um, he hasn't played a great deal of football for them, hence why he's ended up here. But he he's played more football than 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 Isgrove and and a, and a slightly injured out would be out of position Williams on the right side. Um, so yeah, that's why he, that's why he comes in. I'd be very surprised if, if if that isn't the way he goes. Not only that, I think you can trust Geth on the right side against a team who's going to come at us from a defensive point of view because yeah. you know he's played there for us, hasn't he? And you know we kind of know what to expect. And I think he obviously he's got a good partnership with Owen Tall on on that right side of the defence. So yeah, that's logically that's that's the move. I think we'll go the route we'll go down. It is a good point, uh, and it'll be an interesting shape uh no matter who we go with um but one that i hope the lads will be able to overcome um but it will be interesting to see whatever goes for come peterborough um 
a lot of people saying a, a mixed bunch, actually. Uh, Danny said, I think Izzy could thrive as right wing back in this system. Roll fits into a T, just worry about fitness and sharpness, um, which is a big concern given the number of injuries we have. We we need bodies in the squad. Um, don't really want any more people uh, missing out through injury. Uh, Dan agreed with what you said, Ange. Uh, a much-needed rest for Bradders will do in the world of good. Uh, and Brandon mirrored that and said the same thing, which is a good point. Um, a home debut for Victor Adeboyejo. Uh, how do you think he did? Um, didn't really get much room to, to show off his talent. Um, I think Everett said that in his post-match interview as well. Um, low block sides are always difficult to play against uh, and probably one that strikers don't really enjoy as much as the, the free-flowing teams, but... I didn't think he was was bad by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Colin, what did you make of his uh, home debut yesterday? I think he was probably trying a little bit too hard yesterday. Um, I got that impression. I think when we were watching him, it was my brother. My brother made a couple of points that his runs were. He was. He wasn't staying central. He was trying to pull out, and he was trying to drop in, and he was trying to hunt for the ball, and he wasn't. He was just he was just trying a little bit too hard to get himself in in them positions really to try and create um, maybe maybe a bit of that is because he knows he can and, and obviously Charlton away last week he started the <clears throat> he started the move for the second goal didn't he um, so yeah but but I think a, a big thing as well with, with with his debut yesterday was playing as a two it, it takes a little bit of time for a, a new partnership to click. And I think um, you can see they were a little bit rusty, uh, Dion, yesterday and, and, and Adebayejo, or however the hell you pronounce his name. Victor. Um, Victor, that'd be easier. Um, <laughs> God, we've got some bloody names, haven't we? I'll try and get a little bit there, isn't it? <laughs> Victor, Dan. <laughs> I like to think I've got a, 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 an half-decent vocabulary, but I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with some of them. Um, so, yeah, I just think he's a little bit... I think they were a little bit rusty. I think he was trying a little bit too hard. Um, and I think... I probably go with Cameron Jerome next week against Peterborough, a bit more wiser, um, and I think he'll get his goal. Um, Victor against um, MK Dons because they're pretty poor. Good point. Um, be interesting to see what the the, the forward lineup will be. Um, whether Jerome will come in and try and act as that leader that we have pretty hugely missed in some of those big games against some of the top six sides, which I think was a, a topic of concern for quite a few fans um, as of late. But, Ange, what do you think? What did you make of his debut, home debut? You can see it. He's, he's hungry. He's, like Colin said, I think he probably was trying a little bit too hard. It wasn't him and Shaw LeBeau were quiet yesterday. Um, there was no space anywhere, was there? It was just jam packed. Um, not, not, nothing to worry about. I think he will shine in other games, and that's why we've got a few of them because they're all suited to different games. So the partnership thing. I'm just, I'm just repeating what Colin said, basically. Yeah, yeah. Danny's made a good point, uh, and he said 
uh, I think he was asking a question rather than saying what he thinks, but Lee behind Dion and Shola versus Peterborough, uh, which is exactly what we saw against Charlton. Um, yeah. And it seemed to work very well, actually. Uh, could that be something we see? Who knows? Um, it, it was just, working well. It was working really well, wasn't it, against Charlton? It was It was nice. It was exciting it was. to watch. I was edging my seat stuff. Um yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind that at all. What about you, Colin? I just, I, I, I seen a question there. Um, I think it was a guy called uh, Keith uh, Swindle. He's asked, would, "Would we take a point?" Um, I think I, I, I absolutely would. And I'm a bit, I'm shocking myself by saying that because I'm, I'm an, an advocate of the fact that we, we, we are still able to to close that gap on that top two, but. When you come up against an experienced Peter Brasside who've seen it, done it, they've got a manager who's got a t-shirt as well and they've got a bit of a bounce as well. I just think that when you go a little bit kind of gung-ho and I know obviously playing one forward instead of playing two, be it Jerome or be it Victor, I'm contradicting myself in a way, but I think Cameron Jerome would offer you that little bit of experience and know how you know, to manage that game and try and get that point that, um, Keith referring to, um, and obviously if there's an opportunity to win it later on or within you know 20 minutes, half an hour to go, then yeah, bring 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 another forward on and, and go for it. But yeah, I, I'd start with I start with two forwards and I start with Kieran Lee and behind again for that experience from that experience point of view. Very good point, uh, and lots of comments coming in. Thank you all for for contributing. Uh, we do very much appreciate it. Um, Mark said, "Got to keep Vic and Charles up top. Up top, only way they will click. Can't keep changing." Uh, which is another good point. You know, sometimes some of the squad rotation we've seen yeah. over the season perhaps hasn't done our players uh, any favors. Um, so it'll be interesting to see definitely what what the lineup will be. Um, it's a good point, that. It is a good point. You need, you need that. I literally just said it five minutes ago that the forwards looked a bit rusty and they weren't clicking. And he's right. He's spot on, maybe. And then you just took Victor straight out the team. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking, yeah. I'm just thinking Give him opposition. a minute, the lad. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking opposition. And I'm thinking the need to continue to pick up results. But... It's a very, very, very. Do you not just bring? Point. Do you not just bring Cameron on a bit sooner in that situation? Do you not? Do you not bring him in up at 60, 65? Probably, yeah. Probably, I'm, yeah. I'm probably contradicting myself there. Aren't I? It's, it, it's, it's a hard job, isn't it? It's a hard job. It is. It is. Everett will probably be in the exact same boat, thinking of. Does he need experience to keep his team, you know, settled and, and not go away from home, conceding an early goal and mm. give ourselves a mountain to climb, or does he really go for it and put our you know, most aggressive forwards out and and try and accelerate that relationship as quickly as possible. I'm loving it. I'm loving these comments, me, because that uh, David Walls just made a really good point again. It, and people forget that we've still got these fixtures to come. Um, his most recent comment is spot on. I believe it's this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's spot uh, on. David yeah, said, we need to make sure we're ready for March, uh, where we play Ipswich, Sheffield, Wednesday and Plymouth. Which is a, a good point. That is a a tough we don't play Plymouth, do we? We've played them twice already, haven't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, we've done home and away, haven't we, Plymouth? Come on, David, check the picture list. I know we've got Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday. 
Well, whoever we play, I know we play them too, um, which is a, a tough run of fixtures to put together in one month. Um, so, with a lot of fixtures coming around the corner that are, are going to possibly be very important come the end of the season, Everett's going to have a bit of a headache choosing his team uh, over the over the coming weeks. Um. Moving slightly on, um, well, slightly backwards, actually, to the Cheltenham game. Uh, another clean sheet, uh, which is always a positive, I think, which was a record-breaking one, if I remember correctly. I think Trafford has, has got another record. I think he, he broke his own record for the most competitive. He's very, very blasé about his record-breaking, isn't he? He's it's like he knows, well, I'll be playing for City next season. Yeah, so I'm gonna, there's going to be more records for his lad. I'll be playing Champions League next season. I'm not going to be playing any of these records. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not his thought of process. But he does seem a lot, he's very laid back lad, isn't he? Christ. He's just, he, I think just in every bit of his life, he's just horizontal, <laughs> that lad. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. He is, he's uh, seemingly very mature for his age um you, you wouldn't guess that it was a 19 year old playing in net um yeah really impressive uh but like i said another clean sheet uh and just touching on the point that i think both of you raised before actually that you know we don't always win pretty but we're winning um and that's three points that last season could have quite easily been one point or, or you know even possibly no points um and so it's, do you remember, it's when, do you remember when we used to when we used to play pretty and lose? Bad yeah, times then. <laughs> I do indeed. Uh, there just seems to be that that bite in them, um, you know, that that are able to go against those, those poorer sides, but but still put in a shift and and it, win dirty. It comes from that midfield for me. That's why. That's why. That's why we're, we're grinding these results out. Aaron Moore is was fantastic again yesterday. His ball, his ball retention distribution is next level. Obviously, Dent's won the game. Um, and we just got that that, that, that consistency within that, that midfield is the reason why we're, we're, we're grinding these wins out in my eyes. That's a good point. Very good point. Um, the midfield for the last three or four weeks, I think has been really, really strong. Um, and who knows, that might be down to just some consistency in who's playing there. Uh, I think that has been one area that's been subjected to chop and change, but I think more through injuries than anything that we haven't got, any, more... we haven't got anyone yeah. else. <laughs> <laughs> we've both to play uh, the, the same three or four players in there, um, and obviously it's, it's, it's working wonders. Um, we will touch now on the head injury rule. Um, obviously, Cheltenham seemingly quick to exploit that on a number of occasions yesterday, as we've seen with a lot of teams this season. Uh, and it's one that has split opinion on Twitter, um, both in the ways of, of how it works and, and possible ways of looking at the rule and, and changing it to stop teams uh, using it and abusing it uh, because it is very frustrating um and just i think that the stopping the game for injuries as a whole there was an instance where uh, there was a cheltenham player who was off the pitch sat on the floor got up was perfectly fine walked onto the pitch and then sat down again um which is just bonkers to think that players can can do that and get away with it um so before we look at like uh, solutions or changes to the rule 
what do you make of those sorts of situations? Because some will call it game management, uh, but it's pretty, it's cheating um, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Colin, what do you make of it all? What, what do you just yeah, have a bit? Uh, of rant, yeah. I'm inviting it's, you. To have it's a not. Rant. It's not cheating. It's not cheating. I'm, I'm sorry, Ben. It's frustrating. It's wrong. But I wouldn't say it's cheating because you look at the players that we've got at our disposal com- compared to them. If, if, if we were all sat here as as, Mark, as um, Cheltenham fans, we'd be going, you know what? Fucking fair play to us. You know what I mean? We've got a cracking result against T. Well, we nearly got a cracking result against the team who's flying. Um, what needs to happen is the, 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 the management on the pitch, i.e. the fourth official who do frig all, the line up, linesmen <laughs> and the referees, they need to manage the game properly because that, that's the reason why they, they capitalise on, on, on it, whether it be the lad getting up and falling up, coming back on the pitch when he were already off the pitch. Prior to that, you know, have a word with the doctor at half-time, you know what I mean? And you know it's obvious. There's t- t- nearly twenty thousand people. There. It's obvious the lad who got hit yesterday when the free kick hit in the face was just f- fainting it. So have a word with the doctor at time that carries on. Have a word with him. Do you know what I mean? Because it's wrong or whatever it might be. The the, re- the referee. It's up to the referees to manage the situation. But also it's up to us to manage the situation as well. We had ample opportunities to finish that game off yesterday in the first half. Dion Charles runs through on goal. Connor Bradley takes the ball off Victor on a bit by Ajo when he's running through on goal. Carl Dempsey hits the post when he probably should have done better. You know, this, this, and this, that's just three off the top of my head. We have plenty of opportunities to, to to put the the game to bed or certainly out of the reach of, of, of the opposition yesterday, which would have prevented all of this coming into play because they wouldn't have been wasting time. They won't be feigning injuries, yada, 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 yada. So it's twofold. It's the referee needs to manage the game better and we need to take advantage of, of, of our, our abilities and, and put the game to bed, in my opinion. And what do you think? Do you agree with that? Yeah, in, in, in the part, it, well, yeah, mostly. I mostly agree. And I said to Ron, little Ron who sits next to me, I said, we need to score a goal here, Ron, to stop these lot pissing about. Because that was the only way that they were going to stop, wasn't it? Um, but I also like watch a bit of rugby, and I also believe that we should have similar rules that they do for rugby. They get them off. They have a proper concussion test. It's ten minutes or something. You get another sub on. Did that rule about head injury was put in place to look after players, and people are taking the piss out of it. It's 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 cheating. That isn't, that isn't game management. That's not taking longer for a throw-in. That's not going down on the ball when you're a goalkeeper. It's taking the piss out of a safeguarding rule. It is, but going down, getting back up off your feet and going back on the floor is cheating, but it's also yeah. game management. It's the same thing. But when it's a head injury, it's you know, they've got the rules, to, they have to, they have to stop the game. It's bloody cheating. I'd expect us to do it if we went to, you know, let, let's say we get let, let's say we get promoted this season and end up going to 
Sheffield United away next season and we need points to get into the playoffs or we're 1-0 up with five minutes to go. I'd expect us to do that. You'd do anything to win. Martinez won the World Cup for Argentina by cheating, but he won the World Cup. It's about winning. <laughs> Simple as that. Oh, it's about picking up results. I reckon Colin cheats at Monopoly. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think we're just a little bit naive. I think we can be a little bit naive sometimes as as, as British football fans. There's like. plenty. There's plenty dark arts you can practice without exploiting the head injury rule for me. I, I just think it's an it's it, it's cheating and it's an honour. Need every they need. If you look at the league, there's there's four elite clubs in this in this league. There's always Derby, Ipswich, and Sheffield Wednesday. The rest of the clubs, barring Plymouth, who seem to loan every bugger and that's probably the reason why they're doing so well There's that's all they have at their disposal the, the, the slight little bits of anything they can get to get to, 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 to get that extra advantage over us because they don't have the resources so you can't you can't blame them I don't know whether it doesn't go on no you that. can't blame him Colin because the referees are appalling you cannot blame mm. them for exploiting that rule because the referees and the they've got no control over the game whatsoever. As like Mark's just said, how many minutes were they played extra in the world? Twenty minutes or something on some of the games in the World Cup because mm. they stopped the game while they pissed about on the pitch, and that's where it should be. Four, four, five minutes max. Sometimes you get the odd six for us. It's just it's it's. I do think this this the life doing, out of it. They'd soon stop doing it if they started adding on like. Ridiculous. Stop the clock properly, like rugby. Yeah. When it goes out of play, the clock is stopped and it doesn't start again until the ball is back in play. Somebody, it, there was an earlier comment. Somebody had actually timed how long he made that comment. Was it David? I think it was something like twenty. Up until our goal, I think the, it was twenty-seven minutes. I think the ball was out of play for. It's um, ridiculous. Ooh, that's mad, that. I want half my ticket price. Do you know what I mean? Like, you travel to see a game of football and you're getting, you're getting half an hour of pissing about. We're annoyed and we won. I know. I can't. I, I, I did nothing but rant last night. Every, every WhatsApp. Imagine every if we drew it again. Yesterday. I know, I know. I know. I was Christ. fuming. I wasn't celebrating a win. I was fuming over the whole, that whole Cheltenham performance. <laughs> drove me insane. Mm, it is, it's a time. frustrating one uh, David Green's I think he said 24 minutes 17 seconds um, so that's how long uh, I think the ball was out of play for um, which in a game that's a third of the game which is very frustrating uh, ever but said, then but also then... sorry can I just carry on with my <laughs> run because then Conor Rother gets a throw in throws it onto someone else and he gets booked like what? What is that? There's no consistency with the officiating. It drives me insane. And that is right, a big thing. I'll start ranting now. <laughs> that is one of the big things: the lack of consistency in officiating in the decision decisions in games. That from minute one, it should be consistent, and it's not. You know, games are. A control battle should be controlled by the referees, uh, and the second players get the slightest whiff of the referee, the third official, uh, fourth official, all the linesmen not doing their job properly. They're gonna take the piss because they know that they can get away with it. Um, 
I think I do think the core of the problems do start from from the referees and the officials not doing either a good enough job or a consistent enough job um, managing the game as they yeah. should be. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't do any harm for the fourth official to just have a stopwatch around his neck and just do some, give him some, do Jesus. The ref, that's how long it's been. That's yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Um, obviously, the, the World Cup. Uh, I'm not sure if there's some stats on it, but the amount of teams that scored in extra time, uh, I'm sure, was probably quite a lot. In the um, World Cup, though, they didn't they didn't add time on for for, for gamesmanship, though, did they? It was when the ball was out of play that the thing was right. stopped. Um, so things like throw-ins, corners. I think for injuries as well. Um, when the ball wasn't being played, basically the clock was stopped. Did they, do, um, did they do that to ensure more drama and more late goals and more likes and more retweets and probably. more watches and stuff? <laughs> sponsors, Who knows? For sponsors and stuff. <laughs> That'd be my guess. Yeah. But I do sure think Howard Webb's in charge of the officiating in this country now, and, yeah, and I always liked him as a referee. And I think he, if he's got anything about him, I'm sure a lot more than Mike fucking Riley. I'm sure he'll um, introduce some new, more you know, beneficial rules for, for all involved, really. I just spotted Lou's comment, and did you see that thing at Chef Webb where they had a goal ruled offside because the linesman had watched it, the replay on the big screen? So he didn't Not flag really. for offside. He didn't flag for offside. He played on the big screen and he put it up retrospectively and it got disallowed. So oh, my God. That, what what is going on? What is going on? The officiating is a disgrace. It really yeah, not, is. They're not full time, are they? That's another problem, isn't it? No. Absolutely. That that's the biggest that's issue. The biggest I think that they're not full time professionals. Mm. Speaking still on the the topic of game management or time wasting, whatever you want to call it, Cameron Jerome had his little go of it. Um, late on in the second half, uh, which I think was slightly more justified given that it was whilst the ball was in play. Uh, he wasn't, his feet, exactly. Yeah, he wasn't pissing about on the floor and rolling around or holding his head or anything. Um, but there were people that, that didn't take too kindly to that and said that playing at home against Cheltenham, we shouldn't be taking the ball to the corner, um, which I thought was slightly harsh, but I'd be interested to hear what you two thought about that. Ange, did you see his game management as a positive or a negative? You do what you've got to do. It was a game that we we were like wading through bloody treacle. If he wants to play the ball in the corner, then he plays the ball in the corner. He's a pro. Do you know what I mean? He's whatever he is, 30, whatever. What is he, 36? 36, 36-year-old professional footballer. If he thinks that's what we need to do, then that's what we do. And I've got no shame. I'd much rather him do that than remain on the floor. Good point, Colin. Um, it's what he's—he's it, it, he's what we've missed, isn't he? Really, um, I think just both in, in around the around the club, around the training ground, and obviously on a match day. Um, I, I noticed as well actually when um, Demps scored, he actually went for the ball. You know the little videos that they show, that they show when when he when he buried it from edge of box. Um, Cameron Jerome ran after the ball and tried to pick it up off the keeper for in the net to run away with the ball. And obviously the keeper beat him to it. But them type of things, he did have got like he just kept all that ball and just ran off and celebrated with it. 
Well, that's you know using your brain in it, and that's what we've missed massively. So yeah, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big big fan of that transfer. I'll be honest. I think he might be yeah. quite quite a stroop, uh, quite a we look back in a couple of months and be thinking, yeah, it's quite um quite a good move that from the club. Savvy, 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 savvy buy that one, I reckon. Yeah. Absolutely. Lots of comment comments coming in about the ball boy. Uh, not sure if you both saw that, but I certainly did uh, and enjoyed every second of it. Um, for those of you who didn't see it or you know weren't at the game so couldn't see it, uh, there was an incident late on in the second half. I'm not sure if it was before or after we scored, um, but the ball had gone out of play behind the Cheltenham goal um, and the ball boy was taking his time to go and get it. Uh, and there was a, I think it was one of their centre halves and the Cheltenham goalkeeper that were urging the ball boy forward and, and trying to get them to hurry up. And he sort of just held the ball out in front of him and, and flicked his wrist as if to say, come and get it then. Um, and I think Mark Isles actually commented on that as well and said that man of the match goes to the ball boy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Um, but it, it's one of those that. If you go to an away ground and see that, and it's done against you, you think, Why I'm waking. I'm absolutely fuming if that happens against <laughs> us. Yeah. Um, Chris, is, Chris, Chris has made a good point. Um, I thought he, I thought he worried. He's, he's an academy lad, isn't he? And they yeah, are, is it under 18? Yeah. That's a smart yeah. move, that. Um, a very smart move to have to have that. Get some used to the environment as well, doesn't it, as, as young young lads coming through and that. Um, yeah, good. Good move. Good well done, ball boy. Yep, indeed. Can't see a great deal because I'm in North Upper, so it's a bit of a distance. But <laughs> I'm what was going on, roughly. But... Need some of them theatre think... glasses. I can't be entirely <laughs> sure, but I think there was an incident before it with that ball boy. Um, Did he get pushed? I'm sure he got pushed I or something. So. I think so. I think so, and that's sort of what made it funnier. Um, I think he was pushed... Um, whilst trying to get the ball or, or give the ball back, albeit relatively slowly. Uh, in terms of actual man of the matches, uh, including players on the pitch and, and those only, uh, we will do fans' own man of the match. Um, I think there's one of two for me uh, between Santos and Dempsey. Uh, I thought they both were, were really, really good. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Dempsey he produced a moment of magic to win us the game. Could it have been someone else? Quite possibly, but I'm going to give it to Dempsey. I thought he was he was he was good all game and always looked like you know troubling the keeper. I think Colin said he hit the post with one of his, um, and it looked like it was coming all the time. So, so for me, that's that's my man of the match. Ange, who are you giving it to? Ah, uh, Kyle Dempsey. When you've done with this, what Dan Sumner going on about when we've overlooked Summit? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Dan, if you want to pop it in the chat again, we'll have a look at it. Uh, there is a there lot are quite of a lot of comments, right Dan. There. It's hard to keep track when you're, having a, when you're chatting and then trying to keep track. So right I'm really again. struggling. <laughs> we need someone oh. else to just... We, we, we need, need a comment need a reader. <laughs> yeah. and keep the comments coming. The more comments, the better. That's what we want. <laughs> Indeed. And your man of the match, Dempsey, yeah? Dempsey, yeah. Colin, yours? Gonna throw a spanner into the works here, guys. Uh, oh, I was wow. only one of I think five percent of people who voted um, Aaron Morley as the man of the match. My man of the match yesterday was Aaron Morley. Um, I thought his ball, um, distribu his distribution, um, his composure, 
Um, he's absolutely critical to the way we play. He allows us to get forward and uh, he rotates the ball well. And, you, you know, um, he, he obviously started the move for the goal as well. Um, he's a critical player to our team. And I thought yesterday, I thought he was absolutely outstanding um, in the middle of the park. Never, never, never misplaced the pass. Uses it so well, and is, and I think is probably one of the main reasons why we we're managing to grind results out because he's he's just there, isn't he? And he just yeah. uses it, is, it. It is very very easy to look overlook that that the player in that yeah. role. Uh, we had it with MJ an abundance of times, but I think with Morley because he's perhaps less involved in the dirty work, but more just so technically good. It's easy to overlook him. Uh, yeah, I think he's. Yeah. It's hard to acknowledge what he actually does, but he's so pivotal in the way we play. Massive. He has all the technicality that MJ missed um, in that deep line role. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that point. I like, I like, I like MJ. I still, I still like MJ. I think he's a he's a, he's a good Absolutely. player at this level, but Morley's just gone that gone that extra level above. I think he's, he's he seems to be learning as well. Um, yeah. I spent quite a bit yesterday just watching him, um, and he's always got space. Uh, he just if he has if he has goals to his game, then he'll he'll go on to the next next level and probably above. Um, fantastic footballer, and yeah, that's why I, I give him man of the match yesterday for me. Like you're brilliant. Indeed. Got a few comments in. Dan, I found yours. We will go back to it. Um, but in terms of man of the matches, uh, Malk has said Dempsey's man of the match. David Green agreed uh, and has given Dempsey his man of the match award. Chris Dawson said Santos for him. Um, Danny voted for Santos on the poll as well. And Liam also went with Santos, um, which is... All fair comments. There were a number of players, I think, that, that stood out, but those three in particular were up there for me. Uh, Dan's comment that was overlooked, which won't be overlooked, um, was uh, when teams win the toss and switch ends, it knocks us and frustrate, frustrates us. We don't play as well when that happens. Be interested to see the stats on it, which is another one of those just minor inconveniences that teams just want to come in and ruffle feathers and just do everything in their power to upset us and, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point that's a very very good point and damn that is something with the dark arts i agree with do attacking, that shit. yeah attacking the north attacking the north and the second half is something we've done since the stadium opened and it does historically speaking it, it, it's always knocked us whatever team it is whether it be this one or any previous it's always knocked us off a little bit when when we have to attack the 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 the, the uh, north stand in the in the first half. So it's got a good point, that very good. It point. is indeed. Um, well, then, like Chris Dawson said, didn't work though. <laughs> no, it didn't. Fortunately for us, uh, it didn't work to its full effect. Something else that we'll touch on. Um, I am not sure how many of you watching this uh, or listening to this, if you are on Spotify. Uh, the day after, uh, will have lit, watched or attended the AGM that was ran by the Supporters Trust, which I believe was on Thursday. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Was on Thursday. So the Supporters Trust did an AGM in which uh, Ian Ever and Neil Hart were in attendance and just ran through some things. Uh, with the 
Hearts Trust and the other fans. Colin and Ange were there uh, in attendance, representing the fan zone pod. Uh, no, Ange was there with her game too, and Colin. I, was there there. Yeah. Uh, I was Colin was there for the fan zone pod. <laughs> I was on YouTube. I was on YouTube here. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go to the event. Um, Angela did. She getting pictures with Everton and all sorts, weren't she? So. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> Bolton. Bolton Her Bolton Her game team is an affiliate of Bolton Wonders Supporters Trust, so we were invited to kind of go down. And... Fantastic. We invited to get pictures with Everton as well. Oh, just no. That was my joy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but some of the points in that uh, price free. Well, not announced in that but something that um has come out since then obviously all of you will be aware that early bird season tickets are now on sale um uh, and the price go and buy one go and buy one if you've not bought one go and buy one or make sure absolutely you buy one. The more uh, price and i'm also i'm also in that video i'm also in that video she's I, by indeed. the way everybody the, the 24 people that are listening um what angela's going to do she's going to get that picture <laughs> that she's referring to printed out and she's going to start signing them and send <laughs> direct message us your email addresses and Angela will, um, will, will post out some for a small pitch. fee towards fan, the, the fan zone pod absolutely yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be on Patreon soon enough and you can all pay to watch us <laughs> uh, but yes the season ticket prices have been frozen um, so they are the same price as you will have paid uh, last season if you renew them at the early bird thing Um which is just a nice touch, I think. Um, I saw a lot of people agreeing that it could have been really easy for the club to to just add an extra, you know, 20, 30 quid onto the price of a season ticket um, with the the rate that things are, are going up everywhere else. Um, so it was nice to see that uh, the tickets had been frozen in price. Chris has said, who's renewed? Quick poll, sludge stroke poll. Um one day we'll get to the bottom of that. Colin, have you renewed? Uh, no, not yet. No. Colin! Um, I've not renewed yet. I have, to ask miss- I have to ask the missus if I can take the money at the savings. Before the- <laughs> I'm asked yet. No, I'm not joking. Uh, no, I've just not got around to it. I'll, I'll, uh, to be honest with you, the reason why I've not done it yet is I'm, the, they did a dad and a, dad and a lad last season. So I think, I can't remember the exact figure, but I'm pretty sure. Dad and a lad, or is that a family ticket? Well, I don't know. Some mums and sons and mums. <laughs> Sorry, whatever. Yeah. Somebody politically correct there, I Colin. Forget we're in two thousand and twenty-two, aren't we? So you, you know, I got to be straight and politically correct. Yes, family ticket. Sorry, they did a mum, dad, gender neutral, <laughs> and the, <laughs> an adult and a small person ticket. Gender neutral, small person ticket as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry, and I don't know whether or not they did. I don't think they're doing it this season at the same price, so I don't know whether to get my son one or not. I'm a summon an R, and that's why I've not done it yet. Not that I should have to justify myself, but I will be getting one like, for the 26th season or 27th season. Or <laughs> Uh, lots of people asking questions on this, uh, the, the name of the new stadium as well. Uh, there's been some pretty good, good suggestions that have come in. Uh, one of which, Pasty Park, um, the Bolton News Stadium, uh, Cars Pasty Stadium, which I think has been around for ages, people suggesting that. Um, 
but yeah, what another thing that was mentioned uh, in the AGM, AGM, sorry, is that there is a new naming rights uh, sponsor for the stadium, um, which is a record-breaking deal. Um, which is another, in terms of the commercial sides of how the club is run and the business that it brings in, you know, outside of the football, a really another a, a positive step. Um, Sorry, just, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Ricky Gervais and as a result, I'm a massive fan of Warwick Davis. I've just seen what Liam's put. Um, it just tickled me. I can't, I can't call it out. And I don't want to Warwick Davis. Tickle me yeah. out. Sorry. Season six. No, no. Uh, I, I, it's something that we've touched on loads of times. Those incremental gains that, that we're making as a club uh, in total mm-hmm. um, on the pitch and off the pitch. It's just always nice to see. Another point that was raised in that AGM, um, there was championship interest in Everett last season uh, and he stayed put, obviously, still with us. Uh, I think the number was three championship clubs that were picking up the mm. phone and asking him on his availability and his response was, he's not available. Um, just said, I just said, I am not available and that was the conversation ended. He wouldn't tell me <laughs> the three clubs were either. He wouldn't. No. I would hazard a guess one of them. You could hazard a guess, couldn't you? But he, he didn't. He wouldn't divulge that information. One of them would have been the professional. Wouldn't one of them would have been Blackpool before they appointed the guy that just sat. So You'd have thought so, yeah. So yep. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's nice. It, it certainly feels like we're heading in the right direction and we've got the right people at the helm to take us there. You know what I liked about what he said? I made some some notes during during the AGM when he said about Sharon's help mentoring off the field. Yes, I liked that. That was a that was a good and interesting thing to hear, weren't it? Like, in in what in what sense? Like, that's what made me think. Like, in what in what capacity has she done that? Um, and also, I didn't have him down as a church goer, so he goes to church every Sunday. His faith is very important to him. Other other religions are available. <laughs> <laughs> don't know which church. So, didn't no. say what kind of church it was. No, no, um, yeah, true. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> just done you again. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I agree, Colin. I, I think, I think their relationship is special. I think that's what's going to keep him with us. So when 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 football ventures sell up, <laughs> yep. It is. Uh, it's nice to see um, some of the comments I'm seeing on the, the right side of here. I've, I can't. I don't think I can read them out because I think we'll probably end up getting cancelled or something. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm going to move away from from that. I'm going to speculate on any on any naming because we we will wait till it's announced. But yeah, we've heard plenty of rumours. Yes, there are there are plenty of rumours <laughs> knocking about. Um, all that we do know is that there is a lot of money uh, being invested, um, which is a positive sign, as always. Another point uh, from the AGM uh, is that Wanderers TV is on its way back to us. Um, I follow uh, raised £500,000 last season uh, in total. That's um, it is indeed. It really, really is. It's much more than I thought it would be. How yeah, does that compare? Does, if anybody knows in the chat, how does that compare to other clubs that are in our, in our league or in our, our level? 
present. Does anybody? <laughs> does anybody? Sorry, some of these. I comments. mean, we could ask. We could ask Gandhi. All is it? What does he get about fifty p? Yeah, I, I was just about to say. Did anyone remember the the, the paddy that <laughs> the Andy about, had about how much he got in a season? Um, just be interesting to know what it what it compare what it what it compares against like the other clubs. Yeah, I would imagine. I'm sure it ranks pretty yeah. highly. Yeah. So yeah, Wanderers TV is on its way back, um, which you know it, it is another incentive that the commercial side of the club is really growing and developing and is being taken to new heights um which we haven't seen for for quite some time uh and hopefully um some of these comments i just can't my brain is, is completely <laughs> Ben's really struggling you're really struggling tonight aren't you ben I can yeah i am <laughs> everyone's throwing me off louise has just said that i could got a quid from i quid, follow yeah. um, everyone's just bombarding me with comments um but yeah it's just nice to see that those that those gains that we're making and progress off the pitch are, are ever present and hopefully it will be a, a good investment um for the club uh, on the hopefully. on the investment front i made a note saying that the investment there was no concerns uh, if we don't get promoted uh, investment not looking for any further investment uh, but might um, change if we get promoted. Um, no concerns around the ownership group as a whole. That's a comment. That was one of the comments that was made on the investment side of things, which is kind of reassuring. But I guess probably just giving us a bit of lip service, to be honest. But also, can I just? Somebody did mention about if it had been recorded. Did the AGM that was on Thursday was a supporters trust AGM? It just so mm-hmm. happened that they invited Ian and Neil to do a QA session. So, if you are a fully paid up member of the supporters trust, then you automatically get the link to either join it online or mm-hmm. you can do an event right ticket and, and go in person. So, um, that's your best way to kind of the supporters trust has got a really, really good relationship with the club, a really solid relationship. Um, I think there's a real mutual respect there. Um, so I would recommend. I'm a I'm a member. Same here. Yeah. It's um it's a tenner a year as well, guys. So it's not exactly yeah, tenner a year. Expensive. It gives you the opportunity as well to voice your your opinions and your thoughts and and allow us to to uh, have that communication with with the club, which is obviously really important. Uh, it's you not some questions every every time there's a meeting. So they they meet with the club. It might be once every two months or something, but they ask. They ask members if there's anything that they've got any burning issues they've got if they want to Neil. I think if you just meet with Neil, it's more like do you know the car parking. Incidentally, every single penny of car parking money goes into the club. Every single penny. Unless you don't pay it and then the fines go to the parking eye people. That also I didn't know. That was a that was an AGM revelation. Tell uh, to Liam to answer your question, that the um the the supporters trust contributed quite heavily i'm sure Ange can elaborate more on that on the fan zone and obviously yeah. that, wasn't, that wasn't free and the club didn't pay for that direct so it's things like that and, and i'm guessing the more Ange again elaborate more than me um the more the more members that the, the supporters trust has the more things that we can they can invest in and more things that can be beneficial for the for the club and its fans as a whole. They, 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 the, those people that sit on that board are not making money from this. They, if anything, probably out of pocket for the stuff they do. Um, they're a really good bunch of people. They are indeed. Lots of exciting news coming out of, out of that corner. Um, 
And as Ange said, uh, the trust is a, is a perfect place for que people that have questions that they want to raise directly with the club or, or any burning issues and things like that. It's a way of communicating with the club and really bringing that, that one club, one community, one town ethos that they're working tirelessly to, to implement. Even, right though, to even though you can be a member and not live in the town like me. Well, yeah, you can do <laughs> Not restricted by geography. Uh, <laughs> but I got to make that a disclaimer. Um, but we do actually have some exciting news of our own. Um, we've got three special-ish announcements that we're going to bring to you. Um, some exciting news from the Fanzone pod. Uh, you heard it here first, so to speak. Um, my, some of you might have seen already on Twitter and on our socials, uh, which you can find at the bottom of the screen there. We are active on all of them. Uh, Marcus Harrison. Uh, guest episode is coming very soon, so Wednesday the 8th of February at 7.30pm. Uh, tell, tell the guys who Marcus is, just for the people who don't know. Yes, of course. If you don't know who Marcus is, he is the one responsible for all the fancy videos you see on Twitter. Uh, so he's the club's videographer. Uh, I think he's been there since March last year. Uh, so all the fancy bench cam footage that you've seen, all the drone footage of the ground, uh, in all its glory, uh, the inside match day stuff, I think, is all filmed by Marcus. Uh, it is so live, Danny. Sorry. It is. It's live. live or recorded. Yeah, it's a live one. It, um, it'll be live. That It'll go onto Spotify once it's been live, but you will be able to join us live and pop in your questions should you have them um, on the 8th of February, 7.30pm. So put it in your calendars, put it in your diaries. You don't want to miss it. Um, you can send in your questions via social media. Um, so if you want to just pop a question in our DMs or in a reply to one of our tweets, then you can do. Or you can send them into our email, which is thefanzonepod at gmail.com. Which I didn't even know we there. had been until you put that out this week. I was like, we've got an email address. <laughs> <laughs> we, do in, we do it official over here, Ange. Um, but yes, for those of you who have already sent your questions in, thank you. They will be included. Uh, should we have time to go through them all? But if you want to send in any, you know what to do. Uh, another bit of exciting news that we've got. Um, all we can say so far is make sure you're tuned in for the Peterborough episode, uh, which, of course, will be next weekend. So a week today. You don't want to miss that one um, because it's going to be an exciting one. Um, that's all we can really say at the minute, but it's one that I'm sure you will all enjoy. Um, I've got anxiety. I feel like you. I feel like you. That you. <laughs> you probably dangled the carrot in there. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. I have to. I can't. I can say no more. My lips are sealed. Um, if you want to find out what it is, then you're going to have to come and watch. Um, I think you will anyway. next Sunday. Yeah, I think you will anyway. <laughs> and the third bit of exciting news. Uh, some of you might have seen this on Twitter as well. Uh, Thanks to a generous donation from someone who I believe is in the chat with us now. Um, the rollover for our match day competitions has been confirmed uh, and that will be right through to the end of the season. Uh, so if you aren't familiar with that, over on our Twitter, which is at the Fanzone Pod, uh, we do a competition every match day uh, where we give away £5, which has been accumulated. The prize pot now sits at 20 Great British Pounds. So if you want to get yourself 20 quid richer, all you've got to do is on a match day, head over to our Twitter and you'll see it. Uh, there will be a tweet that goes out and all you have to do is guess the correct full-time score. Uh, first goal scorer and the goal time, so the minute that that first goal is scored. And if you get all of those right, 
you will win whatever is in the prize pot. So come the end of the season, you could find yourself £95 richer. Um, yes, absolutely. Can we get an ooh in the chat? <laughs> Rolling over by a fiver every week, innit? Yeah. Every, game, every game week, should we say. Every game, yeah. So if you want to get involved with that, just head over to our Twitter, which, as I said, is at the Pod. In answer to your question, any clues, uh, Danny? No, you have to come and watch. Uh, I can't give you anything else other than you have to come and watch, which I'm sure all of you will be doing anyway. Um, you are. We, we've got ourselves some regulars, which is uh, which is is lovely to see. Hopefully, that's wet, wetted your appetite. Oh, yes, I like it, Colin. So yeah. Get yourself tuned in because uh, it's one that we're definitely looking forward to uh, and more to come on that very, very soon. Before we sign off, though, uh, and before we end the episode for tonight, remember, we are on social media. We are there. We are ever present. It's not just the live podcast that we do. Uh, there is all sorts of polls and competitions and things like that. Um, that you can get involved with. So you can see them all at the bottom of the screen there. There'll be um, more as well, won't there, Ben? Over the, there will. the next few months, there's going to be more and yeah. more competitions and all that type of lovely stuff. So Indeed. we're basically going to have to give our jobs up and just do this one time. <laughs> <laughs> 400 quid a month gas and electric bill. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so yes, we are over there, and there is more, more to come. Um, <laughs> Sars isn't He's coming not on the pod. On the pod. <laughs> He's not. As, Who is that? <laughs> Imagine that. I think we'd really struggle to pull that one off. Uh, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't I think, think I he's a fan favourite. <laughs> um, so yes, head over to our social channels. Give us a follow. If you're watching on YouTube, you know the drill. Subscribe and hit the bell and you'll be notified every time we go live. But there is plenty more to come. Um, and that all starts next week, Sunday, 7.30pm. Be there or be square. So I will sign off there and we will see you on Wednesday for our episode with Marcus. And then we'll see you on Sunday uh, for our extra special episode. We will see you all later and take care. Which is the extra special episode, uh, Ben? Is it the one with Marcus or is it the one on Sunday or, or both? Oh, I couldn't possibly comment. I couldn't possibly special comment. They yeah. are equally yeah. important. <laughs> equally special. Hope you all enjoyed and we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Good evening, guys. Bye.